welcome to this edition of the Kids Ministry Collective Podcast, where we talk about topics and resources that help you lead more to reach more. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this edition of the Kids Ministry Collective Podcast. Welcome to another episode of the Kids Ministry Collective Podcast. I'm your host, Tom Bump. Thanks for joining me, my friends. I'm looking forward to this episode. This week's episode is is something that every leader may encounter or start to think about or struggle with if you're in, in, in ministry for any length of time. And it could be good times. It could be a challenging season when this kind of thing hits. Have I piqued your curiosity yet? I hope so. Um, we're going to be talking about the idea of how do you know whether you should stay or go in ministry? When is that time for maybe even a strategy shift? Um, if it's not time to go, maybe it's a, what do I do to change something to make it better for me to lead? Now, before we get into the, today's episode and discussion, let me tell you about a resource that can help you navigate some of those challenging seasons. Restoringleaders.org is a mission that provides confidential care and support for leaders who find themselves overwhelmed, discouraged, wounded, burning out, wanting to recover from burnout. What Restoring Leaders does is provides mentoring, online courses, and even a four-day retreat that lets you fully unplug and focus on just who you are as a child of God and as a leader. It's an amazing experience that you really ought to consider doing. Uh, every leader needs a time to just unplug and breathe deep and exhale uh, and just refocus and renew and restore. So check it all out at restoringleaders.org. You can even schedule a 30-minute call to get some clarity to learn how we can serve you. And the amazing part is, is this mission is all donation-based as far as the mentoring goes. Um, the courses, the retreat have fees, but we don't ask for any other fees when it comes to the mentoring and the guidance. So don't let finances keep you from the help that you need right now. And if you don't need it right now, you might know of somebody. So share the information with them. I hope you'll check it out. Now, on to today's discussion. I think you're going to find this interesting. Uh, my good friend David Reno is back. Um, we were in Jim Weidman's uh, Infuse coaching group together and became friends. And we've been talking off air for like 45 minutes and decided we better <laughs> hit the record button. Um, and so... Um, David, welcome back, my brother, to the Kid Ministry Collective podcast, man. Hey, it's great to be back. It's great to talk to you, Tom. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about if if people missed one of your previous episodes, I'm going to make sure I link that episode in the show notes as well. Um, but tell us about yourself. Yeah. So uh, this is my third one. So you got to link two of them on that, there. Oh, that's right. That's right. It is yeah, three. It is. It's great. I don't, I don't know if that's a record for you, but I'm excited about it. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty good. <laughs> it's pretty there. So uh, I have uh, I've been in ministry for 15 years, uh, all over the southeast, uh, Georgia, Alabama, uh, Peninsula, Florida, all those places. Most of that uh, I spent in children's ministry, uh, 13 years of of doing that. Uh, for the last year and a half, I've been doing um, I've been doing associate ministry and associate pastor and youth mm -hmm. pastor stuff. So. Uh, I live here with my wife uh, and my one son, Caleb, who's eight. And so he is loving the summer uh, <laughs> and, uh, and, and we're just having a, we're having a good time. 
That's awesome. That's awesome. So you got all sorts of experience, which is pretty cool. Um, so this is why this is going to give a good perspective to to our listeners today. And and you know the drill at the KMC. We always start off with a why question. So let me ask you, why should a leader who maybe they don't feel overwhelmed? Um, because there may be some people, oh, well, I don't need to listen to this episode because I'm not overwhelmed. I'm I'm not wounded, I'm not worn out, I'm not burned out. Uh, I'm, I'm not thinking about leaving. I think things are great right now. Um, why should they listen to this and and think about what we're talking about today? I think it's important because we are all itinerant ministers. You are never in a place forever. There was someone who was before you. There will be someone who's after you. And even Mm -hmm. if you feel like you're going to be called to this place for your entire career, and that is phenomenal if that's true of you. Yeah. But there will come a time where you're going to be done. Either you're going to retire, you're going to move on, you're going to die. Something will happen <laughs> to where like, okay, you're not the person in there. And so you, it is important to think about, okay, when is my time going to be done? What is that going to look like? Mm-hmm. How are we going to do these? What are the reasons that maybe I would say to go? And the other thing is, is that while you may feel like you are doing great right now, and and I am confident that, that you are, but there may come a point, there may be something that happens this Sunday that completely changes your mind. That that says okay, what what is happening? Uh, like for me, when I decided to leave children's ministry, I I just woke up one morning. Uh, it was it was between Christmas and New Year's that week off of like you're not sure what day it is and you're all full of cheese and you're just like what's happening? And, and I just woke up one morning and I was like, I don't think I want to be a kids pastor anymore. And, and so it was like I was happy with where I was, but it was also like okay this is the end of my time of being a children's pastor. And so we had to start thinking about, okay, what does that look like? And, and, mm. and where do all these different things go. That's really good. Yep. I've had a similar experience where I was actually filling in. I was a, doing a senior pastor role for, for mm-hmm. about a year and a half mm-hmm. and was sitting there one day and was writing the final touches of a sermon. And all of a sudden it was just like, this is it. This is going to be one of the last ones I write for this church. Um, mm-hmm. My time is done here. And it was the strangest thing um, because I had such peace about it. I wasn't freaked out about it. And and then when yeah. I, the amazing part was when I walked back to the, the church actually gave us a parsonage to stay in, I walked back to the house and my wife was there making lunch and she looked at me and she just went, are we done here? And I, I have wrong. <laughs> That's where I freaked out probably because I was yeah. not expecting that. But apparently there was this look on my face or something. I walked in and she she kind of knew too. And the I think God just gave her a piece too that our season was done there and we were we were ready to go. And so yeah, we're gonna get into more of that. Um what mm-hmm. what got me going is is you wrote a blog post uh, a little bit ago and and we're gonna link your blog because you give some great advice. I'm glad you share it every week in the Kid Ministry Collective. Um, yeah. So you can find it there in our Facebook group. He, he's always sharing uh, there on Fridays, but um, you also should just subscribe because it's got some really good stuff in there. Um, but you talk about, um, you know, when you feel like it's time to go and what to do about it. And so I want to talk about mm-hmm. some of those kind of things. But again, I'm going to ask why, why this topic then? Um, why yeah. was this important enough? Why do you want to address this? 
Yeah. Well, I, you know, I'm in these, I'm in the Facebook group, I'm in the KMC group and there's a lot of other kids ministry, uh, Facebook groups in there. And it is not unusual to see a post where someone says, Hey, I feel like I'm moving or I feel like I'm burnt out or my senior leadership has done this to me. And I feel like I've, you know, I'm just defeated. And, um, and really the, the genesis of this post is I saw one of those posts and it's like, I'm feeling burnt out, you know, and, and the the whole long, you you click read more and then your whole phone is filled (laughs) up with this post. And, And I was like, you know, I have, uh, I have served at four different churches and I've gone through this transitional period three different times. And the reasons why I left each one of those churches are for specific different reasons. Mm -hmm. Uh, and so I just wanted to think and talk about, okay, not only like, okay, these are reasons why we want to leave, but also these are some things that you maybe want to look out for that might be even a reason to stay. Uh, mm-hmm. I did have one criticism of this post that happened in one of the Facebook gar- groups is the guy argued for staying in a place forever. And, 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 you know, I, and as much as I, like I was in Montgomery for seven years and I loved being there, but I, and, and I, we found a home there and I missed the relationships that we built there. One of the kids in my children's ministry just had a baby. And like, <laughs> we're not even like, like I saw it on Facebook, but it's not like being there. And so I missed yeah. that part of it. Um, but there's also, there are people who have the call is like, okay, it's time to, people have a different call. They're going to move yeah. around. You know, it's like, when you look at the Bible, Peter stayed in Jerusalem and he, you know, maybe he went back and forth to Capernaum. We don't hear a lot about him moving around that much, but you know, he stayed in Israel yeah. uh, for his entire career. Right. But Paul moved he went yeah. to, you know he started in jerusalem he went to antioch he went to corinth he went to ephesus you know he went to all these places and he was there for a couple of years and then he moved on to a different place and yeah. so everybody has a different way uh, of living out and how their career is going to look out and so we just do the best with what god has called us to do that's really good that's really good and you talk about five reasons why you feel like it's time um and we want, we'll get into a couple of those. I'm not going to, we're not going to nail them all because I want people to go read the blog, but, um, yeah. but when a leader finds himself in a, in a restless place, um, they're, they're sensing, you know, and it could be things that are going well, but they're just restless or they're, they're wondering, you know, what they should consider about, um, you know, should they consider changing? Is this the right thing to do? Some people feel guilty for even thinking about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, what what are one or two of the reasons why you feel like people should think about this kind of idea and and what should they consider when it when they're when they are wrestling with these things? Yeah. Um, first thing you want to do is uh, when you start feeling these things is, is you sleep on it and pray about it because uh, it just me may, maybe like the senior pastor says something to you that you don't appreciate or like the youth, the youth you're having conflicts with the youth pastor and you're like, God, oh, why is this happening? <laughs> or you had to, you had to, you have one of your volunteers or, or, or that problem parent came in and just you know, let you have what for. And you're like, I didn't even do anything. Yeah. And so you need to sleep on it and let your emotions ride. Um, when I, when I first felt the call to move from my first church, um, it, it's, it's, it's a very long bad story but the uh, but to to sum up is is that i felt like i felt that stirring of like god telling me hey it's time for you to go and um and i literally argued with him for a month like i didn't even tell my wife about it i was like <laughs> no this is this we're going to stay where you know that you said i have to stay we're staying this is where we're going to be and after that month, it just, the, it was just certain with inside of me and said, okay, yeah, this is time. And then I went to my wife and I told her about it. And she's like, you're right. 
you know, that you need to have those people around you that you can talk to about this. Uh, mm-hmm. Your spouse is definitely one of those people. Um, you need to have friends that you need to talk to that, that, that maybe not. And they, especially when you're having this conversation, they don't need to be in your church. Uh, because yeah, yeah they probably they should, shouldn't be <laughs> they should be in a church because that, that's going to get out and people are like whoa you know yep. what's what's going on um you know so you know find some other people within your network or, or within places that you can that you can trust that you can have these conversations about and just kind of talk through your feelings and really seek the lord as as yes. you go through there and try to find that and so you may have that stirring of like okay maybe it's just time for me to move on um you know maybe god is doing something in me and and I'm trying to get there. Uh, there's other times where like, we just feel burnt out and we just need a break. Mm, uh, mm-hmm. And, and just like, I need, I need out of this place. And so what we're really looking for is more of an escape hatch yeah. more than uh, more, more, we're looking for escape hatch more, more than trying to go to a different place. And so we, what we want to do is we want to discern, is God really moving me to a new place mm-hmm. or am I just tired and I need a break? And I need to, do I need, what conversations do I need to have to, to slow down this, uh, slow down the pace or take some time off? You know, what, what do I need to do to make that happen? That's, that's really good. Is there, is there another cause I'm going to go a little off script here, but is yeah. do, what's one of the other things that you feel like out of the five that you wrote about um, what's one of the big ones that you see, seem to see a lot of. I, I definitely see the burnout one. And we talked we talked yep. about that one. Um, I, I see another one where I don't see a lot of people uh, talk about this, uh, but you, you've reached your leadership lid Ooh, of you're at a particular good. church for a certain while, you're with your ministry for a certain while, and you're growing as, as a person, but maybe your church is not growing and maybe your ministry is not growing. And so you've kind of hit a place where okay, I, I feel like God is calling me to something more that God is calling me to something greater. And so like, maybe if I can't make it happen here, then maybe I can make it happen somewhere else. Mm. Like, like you have certain processes, you have certain systems and you feel like it's going to work, but there's something that's going on in the church systems in the, that's not under your control. That's uh-huh. kind of like, when you think about the flywheel that Jim Collins talks about in, in good to great of like, it's turning and that's, what's getting your momentum is that there's something else in the church. That's not within your control. That's like putting a rod in there and it's just clunk, 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 clunk and you're yeah. just not getting there. And so you've kind right. of hit your lid to where you can't, you cannot grow as a person. You can't grow as a leader. Um, you, your ministries can't really get there. And so you got to go, God is moving you to somewhere else that needs what you have learned and needs what your what you can bring to the table to take another place and make that momentum grow to expand that kingdom, to expand, to ext- expand that kingdom better. And then he makes a place for someone else to fill in your hole behind you that can get that thing, that can get that thing moved. That's, that's really good. Um, I've also seen it, um, when you reach your lid, it's, there's, I've seen this happen to people. I know a few people, <laughs> be careful how I say this, um, yeah. that they get in, they pull out their bag of tricks. <laughs> they're, 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 they're guaranteed winner. You know, they've got, they've got stuff. Everybody, every one of us has different things that we do that just are home runs every time we pull them out. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, it could be a program, could be a strategy, could be a talk, could be a theme, whatever. 
we we drop that out there and then all of a sudden we've reached the end of the bag of tricks we've hit mm-hmm. that lid <laughs> um mm-hmm. and then we're like oh we gotta go um yeah you know i i've, I've seen it's almost self-sabotage um mm-hmm. is is I, i've seen that happen do you think some of that kind of things is is that one of the reasons why sometimes leaders struggle with the stay and go is because they know they've run out of that? Or is there other things that you've seen that leaders struggle with when it comes up to the question of, do I keep staying here longer or should I be considering leaving? I I look at like in that particular question, if someone was in that situation, I would ask the question of where's your passion? Mm -hmm. Is your passion to continually to make what you're doing better? Is your passion in that? of like, okay, we are doing everything. It's not just like we've done all the tricks, but now we're continuing to innovate. We're continuing to push things forward. We're adjusting to the culture and doing what works best in this culture, as opposed to just doing what everybody else does or whatever you did before. You're now bringing this, the, the, like, okay, what are new things that we can do to, to push, to push that forward? Uh, Because sometimes that's what happens is that people just kind of lose their passion for it um and and that was that that was one of the things like i I talked about leaving children's ministry that was i realized it was done is like i was making my yearly calendar and i was just doing the same thing i did last year Mm. and 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 i was thinking about the things that i needed to do to like pre-covid i had all these ideas and was really pushing things and um and i I don't blame covid for why i lost the passion in there but i I just came to a point where it's like i don't even want to do that anymore and so, and I was like, okay, then if this is the case, then I am not being beneficial to the church yeah. uh, and the church needs to move forward and, and I am going to be a block. And so I need to, I need to go ahead and move on to somewhere else so that, okay. so that someone else can step in and, and take this. Um, and, and like we said, you asked, you asked the other question of what have I else seen is we can talk about the burnout a little bit more. Sometimes what happens is people get so, um, they get, they don't have volunteers and because they don't have volunteers they never get into church on sunday they're working every single sunday they never feel like they can uh they can they can even take a sunday off um they're filling every single hole uh and and so you have to ask yourself the question one is there something i can do better to recruit myself is there something i can do better to train other leaders to be able to take this so i can step away Mm -hmm. um and then there's another part where like for me like I'm a high, I've been a high capacity leader. And so I've taken on more responsibility. And one year, what I did is that, uh, the way my church rhythm went is that it was really hot. It was really busy from like February to August. And then from September to about mid November, pretty much about Thanksgiving, I would chill, you know, and like, we didn't do a Halloween thing or, you yeah. know, we didn't really do, they did big fall things, but like, that wasn't me. Yeah. That was somebody else driving that. Right. Uh, right. And, and so I would relax. Well, then we decided to do a second campus and I took over as director of multi-site ministries. So I helped launch that second campus and I did it in that four month gap and three, four month gap uh-huh. in between. And, uh, and I had one of my, my preschool leader told me, who's, who's one of my good friends. She said, she said, um, do you have enough energy to do that? And I was <laughs> like, yeah, I'll be fine. I can totally do this. <laughs> I no lie. The next Palm Sunday, we did a big Easter egg hunt, 600 kids show up. It was amazing. Incredible Easter egg hunt. I, I, kids got saved. It was awesome. 
I drive to church that Sunday morning. It was Palm Sunday morning. And I was like, I'm done. I'm wow. I, and, and it was, it was a second burnout. Uh, I burned out once when I was in, in master's commission in college. Uh, and that, and I was like, I, 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 I don't, I want to go. I almost was in tears. It's like, I want to go in and just hand in my keys and say, I'm yeah. done. Yeah. Uh, because I was exhausted. Yeah. And so I, I had to go have a difficult conversation with my pastor and say, I've taken on too much. I need time off. I, I can't, the, the, this, the, I've made a mistake. And, uh, and that was a really difficult situation, difficult mm. um, conversation. I don't yep. like to cry. And I was crying to, <laughs> to my boss. <laughs> and then, that's, that's the weird thing about church is that he's your boss, but he's also your pastor. And so you gotta, you know, like, Hey, yep. I need you to pastor me more than I need you to boss. It, it, you yep. Know, yep. Need me right now. Um, and, and he was incredibly gracious and, mm. and because it was the week between Christmas and Easter, I'm not Christmas and Easter between Palm Sunday and Easter. I didn't get the full week off, but he said, Hey, just do some half days. And then after Easter, you can take some time off, which is, which is what I did. And I got better. Um, but I just had this, yeah. um, you know, like when you cut yourself and, and then, uh, it may be healed, but it's still tender. Yep. And so like, like, you, and that's, that's the way I felt. Yeah. Like anytime I started to get overwhelmed, it was like that wound was kind of acting up and I, yep. and I, it was, it was tender to the touch. Yep. And so it was kind of like a signal was like, Hey, we got to step back. Yeah, I totally can resonate. I'm sure lots of people can resonate with that. And we, we talk about it in, in restoring leaders um, when I'm, when I'm mentoring people is, is that, yeah, you have an open wound um, that, you know, when you're, if, if, if in a wound and burnout, they, they, they work together <laughs> to take mm -hmm. you out. And, and oftentimes that wound, uh, if you don't triage it right, if you don't care for it right, then yeah, it, you, you can literally rub the, the scab right off and then yeah. it bleeds out again. And what I tell people is, is, you know, there comes a point in time where you as the leader have got to say, I need to, to make sure that this not only um, heals properly, that if anything, the wound, the 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 lessons learned from what led you to burnout or or wear out, um, mm -hmm. you know, wear out is is probably just as prevalent as burnout right now, um, yeah. and it gets confused, um, mm -hmm. unfortunately. Um, but I tell people, look, there's a possibility. There is a real possibility. There is a way to take that open wound and make it a sacred scar. Um, yeah. so that even the pain that you felt by getting hurt by a leader or wounded, uh, by, by someone, um, uh, you know, like I say, when sheep bite, um, it, it, you can heal from those things if you take the proper time for it. Um, but the, the thing too, sometimes is just because you've gotten wounded or just because you wear out doesn't always, that's not always the indicator that it's time to move. Um, but mm. some people immediately run um yeah. from those kind of things uh recently i even saw in a facebook group uh, a leader that was talking about the fact that their their senior leader uh, a new senior leader wasn't really that compatible with them and they didn't really like their strategy and philosophy of ministry and so they were thinking about leaving and i'm like you know i can't advise you to just run out the door just because you yeah. don't like every, you know you've got some you know he's got some personality traits that you don't like um, mm -hmm. 
there was a pastor I worked for that honestly um, was probably a jerk in most circles, <laughs> mm-hmm. but he taught me a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I learned a lot about myself. I learned a lot about leadership, good and bad. Um, mm-hmm. So um, let me ask you, it, what are some of the signs? If if somebody came to you and said, David, you've been around, you've been in ministry for a while. What were some of the signs? How did you know it was time to move on? Because I think that's important because I think a lot of people, like I say, they look at these, they look at some of these surface level things like a personality trait and go, mm-hmm. I'm getting out of here. Um, yeah. Or they told me no on my budget for the third time, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, what you don't know is the church is, you know, on the borderline of going under financially and that's right. why they had to say no. <laughs> but you don't, yeah. you know, some people don't pay attention to those things. But anyway, you get the idea. What are some of the clearer signs um, that you have seen in your experience that you'd say, yeah, I think God's leading you somewhere else? Yeah, I, I think there's there's definitely when you run into a little bit of um, misalignment of vision. And then if if you can't line up with the vision of the house, mm. you need you need to go because you're not going to create you don't want to create a silo for yourself. Yep. Of, I'm going to do this that's separate from the house. A house divided cannot stand. And mm-hmm. God is not going to honor what you're doing if you were taking your ministry in a different direction than than the where, where the church that's is. Good. So you need to if if your visions are not aligned, you you need to ask yourself the question, can I line up with this vision or do I need to go ahead and go? Uh another another thing that you might run into is of you are, uh, sorry, let me look at my notes here. The, um, where you have lost sight of your own vision, maybe you've lost sight of your passion. You get mm. so focused on your one little thing uh-huh. that, uh, that you can't, you need to, you need to pull back a little bit and say, okay, let's, let's look at the bigger picture. Like what you said with the budget, budget issue is like, is there something that you're missing that's going on in the whole church that yes. you are not plugged into? Right. Uh, and uh, and then there's another one where uh, if you were having conflict with the staff and there's no resolution with that staff, then that may it's going to come down to a decision of either we find a way to work together yeah. or one of us is going to have to leave. Uh, and so you're going to have to make this decision of, OK, is that me or is or is that not? And And really, the biggest question that I would ask is, where do you think that God is leading you? Do you mm. feel like that you were done, that you have accomplished what God has called you to do, that you came here and this is what you're here for. Uh, and, and if that is complete, then it's then it may be time for you to go. Uh, and one thing Jim Wideman has said to me, especially because he's walked me through two of three, two of these transitions, uh, is, is that he said, when you go, it has to be good for you and it has to be good for the church. And if it's not good for you and it's not good for the church, you can't go. Uh, so in, in my context, I was talking about, I was, I was planting, we were doing the second campus. I was ready to go while we were doing the second campus. But also I knew that if I left during planting of that second campus, the second campus would never happen. And I also believed that that was where God was leading the church and that God had put me in this place to make that happen. And to, to drive that forward. And so if I decided to just throw my hands up and say, I quit, I'm done, I'm out. 
that what God's vision has placed for the church is not going to happen. So it wasn't good for the church, even though I was ready to go, it wasn't good for the church. And, and I've served in another, another situation. Um, and just to protect the church, I'm not going to go into too many details, but I've started another situation where it was good for the church for me to go, but it was not mm-hmm. good for me. And yeah. so, uh, and so I stayed longer than what they would have wanted because it wasn't, it wasn't good for me. I needed to have a place to go, uh, yeah. and, and, and to, to go in a place so that it really comes down to what is, what is God trying to tell you to do? And you got to do some soul searching. Um, you got to do some, you got to take that rest and, and that, you know, spend some time in journaling, talk to some people and figure out where, where you're going to go. Yeah. I, I, I agree. I think that's a good place where scripture says wisdom's in a multitude of counsel. Um, mm-hmm. getting some people that, you know, are outside of your world and doing your best to explain and, and, uh, and then if you've got some people that have that real gift of discernment and can ask the right kind of questions, um, you can see, um, you know, is this, is this God leading or is this you wanting? Um, yeah. cause I, I see a lot of times where it's more of, I want to get out. Yeah. rather than God is leading me out. And I think there's sometimes where we miss God's blessing. We miss something that he was going to do through us in a place. Um, let me flip it around though. Is again, I'm going off scripture. I'm going to throw you a curve. Is there a, t- a place or is there a situation where you'd say you're staying too long and, and maybe you need to, you know, I mean, again, I guess it goes back. I mean, I agree with what Jim said, but then there's also a time where I think sometimes you can stay, you know, I'm, I I'll even answer myself and say, I think there are times where you could say you're staying too long and you do need yeah. to go sooner. Um, but have, have you ever encountered that? Yeah. Uh, I would definitely see, I, I've seen that, um, I'm, I don't know if I've necessarily seen it in a children's ministry space, but it, it, you know, we're people I've, I've definitely seen it from a senior pastor's side um, is the question is, are you continuing to be effective in your place? Is your ministry continuing to grow? Is it, and I'm not saying growth for growth's sake, like, okay, we, we had 10% growth and 5%, but like, are kids still getting baptized? Are you still seeing, uh, are they getting, uh, are, are, are they serving? Are you still seeing kids getting saved? You know, are you still seeing either discipleship growth or are you seeing uh, physical growth? And, and if, and if that's happening within your ministry, uh, or that's not happening in your ministry, then you have to ask yourself the question, am I continuing to be effective in this place? Mm-hmm. Am I still able to have these conversations? Because if you, if you're t- talking to a bunch of kids and you're talking about nine 11 and SpongeBob, you've lost them. They <laughs> they don't know. They don't know what yeah. you're talking about. I mean, even yeah. if you refer to Phineas and Ferb, you are behind the times. Uh-huh. They don't know that. You know, they may have gone back and watched that, but they're not watching that. They're you know, <laughs> my my eight year old son right now. He's he's watching Phineas and Ferb, but right now he's loving Big Nate and Dog Man and Captain Underpants. And if you don't know what those are, like you know, <laughs> you got to <laughs> You need to understand, you know, you need to be able to have these conversations to be within the kid culture. And, yeah. and if you, and I'm, it doesn't matter your age, you can continue to be, um, yep. you can continue to be in that culture and, and that's going to keep your effectiveness so that you can relate to them 
uh, and still make it the God's word is always true, but we also need to package it in, in a way that will be that is relatable and practical to the people yeah. that we're working with. And so if you not if you have lost your effectiveness in that, then maybe it's time for you to go on or you need to go back and do some soul searching and rework what you're doing so that it will work. Because what can happen is we can get so used to doing the same things the same way. And we're doing it this way because that's what we've did. That's what we did yeah, 10, 15, safe. 20 years we're comfortable. ago. Yeah. This, that we, we have the systems in place. The thing, the machine is rolling every now and then you got to just throw a wrench at it and, and see what breaks. Yep. Right. <laughs> just, just try something new. Otherwise it will grow stale. Um, uh, Jim said to me the other day, he said, you, the, those people, you can't, they're going to use, uh, um, yesterday, they're going to use yesterday's solutions for today's problems. You, you can't do that. You need right. to find today's solutions for today's problems. Yeah. Yeah. I think I'll throw one more thing in there for people to chew on. I've heard some people say, well, if I go, the children's ministry is going to implode and, and, oh, they can't, you know, so I got to keep going and, and they might be in a very toxic situation. So uh, let me tell yeah. you, if, if you're in that situation where you're in a toxic place, you're unhealthy spiritually, emotionally, physically, mentally, and 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 yet you're hanging on because you think the children's ministry won't survive without you. Mm-hmm. Um, you need to stop telling yourself that and lying to yourself because it's yeah. not your ministry. Um, I, and I would, these, you know, go ahead. I, I would say I, two things to that is is that one, um, you are you are replaceable. Yes, God, God will put someone else in that place to happen. And two, yes. if you have uh, to use a harsh word, a savior complex, or to use, uh, or I, I used to say it and it's like, I don't want this to be the David Renault show. Uh, and, and it's like, if you were the one who's making it all happen, then you're not being a very good leader. And because a leader trains others, a leader brings up other leaders. And so what you need to do is you need to, if you're doing all of it, then maybe you do need to stay a little bit longer. And your whole purpose of why you're there is to give away responsibility. Yes. Uh, and, and to train other people to do the work mm. uh, because the, the, I heard this, my, my ministry philosophy when I'm leading is that my job as the pastor is not necessarily to do the ministry. I will do the ministry if I have to, but my job is to train the yes. lay leaders, to train the yes. volunteers to do the ministry. Yep. And so a lot of times we burn ourselves out and we get exhausted and we we just want to quit because we feel like it's all on us. But the reason why it's all on us is because we put it all we on us. We put it on it. Yep. Amen. We got to be, you got to go pass it off. You got to say, say goodbye to your ego and humble yourself and yep. let somebody else get up there and bomb and then train them how to do it better. Yep. Absolutely. That'll preach all day long, my brother. Um, So let's wrap this up with how do you leave in a healthy way, both for yourself and for the ministry? What are some things if someone determines, all right, it's time for me to go. Um, My season is done. Um, God is leading. I don't maybe not even know where, but I know my season is done. I'm releasing this. I'm I'm keeping my hands open. It's not my ministry. I realize that I'm expendable. I'm replaceable. Um, this these these God loves these kids even more than I could ever love them. Um, how do I leave in a healthy way? Yeah, 
So I, I talked about this in another post I did a couple years ago called Leaving Well. Um, and, and the couple of things you need to do is, we, I just talked about it, is that you want to make sure that you have the structures in place so that when you leave, that the whole world doesn't just fall apart. That that like you're gone and the following Sunday and nobody's like nobody's in the nursery, nobody's in the preschool. <laughs> so you need to go ahead and start putting those structures in place. The other thing that I would suggest you do, and, uh, and even if you're if you're not thinking about leaving, especially if you're not thinking about leaving, you need to come up in conversation with your pastor what their opinion is on when it's time to go. Which do they prefer? Would they like to know ahead of time? that you are thinking about leaving or are they the kind of people that if you're out you're if you if you think you're likely leaving they're going to fire you on the spot you need to have that conversation with your pastor and you can just it's easy you can bring it up by start talking about the people who left before and and just talk about their ministry and then ask them hey what would you prefer which one do you have and if you mm -hmm. got a pastor that's going to fire you on the spot don't say anything. <laughs> Just keep it inside. <laughs> yes. You know, be as secretive as you need to be. Uh, and that's the hard part about church work is sometimes you got to be a little deceptive. And, and I hate that because it <laughs> seems so unchristlike. But, you know, you don't want to hurt people's feelings. And so you're not going to lie to their face. But at the same time, like, hey, this is what we're doing. Uh, and But if, if they want to know, then you need to go have that conversation with your pastor and go yeah. tell them, like, hey, this is where I'm thinking. This is where I think I'm going you know, how, how can we move this forward and then work out a plan with them because they are going to be there. They have to pick up the pieces after you go. So what you need to do is like, okay, I'm planning on leaving. Here are the people that can take over that can yep. fill in, in this interim. Uh, this is the systems I have in place to make this happen. Um, this, and if it's possible, you can give them a timeline of like, okay, this is what I'm thinking about going uh, I would I would do at minimum three months if you're going to leave somewhere. It's probably yeah. going to be closer to six months. I looked for one job for two years, uh, and 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 part and that wasn't like a solid two years. I I did it for like yeah. eight months and said you know I'm going to stay. And then like four months later, it's like no I'm out. And so that was <laughs> you know that it it, take, it takes that while. So and then when it's time to go, you follow the pastor's lead on how that information gets out right so you don't need to go start talking to your volunteers if if the pastor wants to go tell the board he needs to go tell the board first before it starts going out and yep. so what then what you do is you think about a concentric circles the people that you have the most relationship with here's it first and then out and out and out yeah. so um when i when i left one of my churches the one i wrote the the leaving well post for is that the i told i told my pastor and then he told the board and then I told the staff and then I told my top leaders and then all of my volunteers, it was like a Sunday morning meeting. And then, uh, and then that was that. And then during service pastor announced David's mm -hmm. David's leaving. Yeah. Uh, right. And so, and, and then, um, and then I also announced it to the kids. It was, you know, it, that yep. happened kind of in the same day. You can space that out, but the longer, the more people know, the more chances it is that it's getting yeah. out. And it gets uh, out faster than you anticipate. Anyway. Oh my gosh, it spreads like wildfire. It's <laughs> the church rumor mills, unfortunately, are still alive and well. Insanity. So um, after you do that, then you need to, um, even if you're leaving on bad terms, you need to find something that is positive. Something that you can say is positive about the church. 
You do yeah. not want to leave bad mouthing the pastor, the staff, the church. That's that is not honoring of God. Yeah. So and you don't need to lie, but don't you, burn you, the bridges. You don't need to burn the bridges. And not every not everything that you did there has been horrible. So yep. Yep. <laughs> even though you may feel like it is not everything there has been horrible, there has right. been good things. And so you need to talk about those things and you need to talk about, even if it was bad, you need to do some soul searching and find out what was God trying to teach me in this moment? That's what good. did God teach me here so that I can't, that I'm going to be able to take in the yeah. future. Um, yeah. And then when you're gone, go, um, people are going to ask you to come back and come back and visit and, uh, and, and like, you need to like, if you can do that, great, but also you don't want to try to build, bring people along with you. You yeah. don't want to take people with you. That's yeah. again, that's just, that's just not honoring. You're moving, you know, you can get into the, like the shepherd analogies of removing yep. people from this shepherd to this shepherd. And, and you don't, you don't want to do that. Right. It's just, this is the stuff that gives churches bad names Absolutely. and Christians bad names. And yep. so you want to leave as graciously and as kindly as possible. And then the final thing I would say is let people say goodbye. If they allow you to throw a reception for you, uh, if they allow you to come up on stage and say something, if they allow you to, if they allow you just to stand in the lobby, be there, let people say goodbye yep. because it, it's kind of like a funeral of like, it's a breaking of a relationship yeah. and you, they need closure right. of saying sure. goodbye to sure. you. Um, and sometimes, uh, we call it in, in my circle, the Pentecostal handshake, uh, where they put a $20 bill in their hand as they shake your hand and uh, you have the 20. So, um, and those are all, when you're moving, that's always fun. <laughs> so sure. Sure. Yep. We greatly yep. appreciate it. Uh, so the, um, you know, the, you, you need to let people say, and you need to say goodbye, you know, let, yeah. if you want to cry, you want to cry. So, and that leaving well post, I have a picture of it's me with, um, I forget how many, but it's five or six or seven teenagers that I had invested in since they were in first and second grade over the last, over seven years that they were still serving in my ministry. And so it was great for all of us to get this picture of us together. Yeah. uh, One, one last time. Yeah. It's hard. I know sometimes, and I've been in that where you didn't get that opportunity um, because the church behaves badly. And sometimes those require even more grace and, and more of just let God take your defense, let God handle what who you are and your character. He will defend you. You don't have mm-hmm. to defend yourself. You don't have to give answer to any person. Um, sometimes that mm-hmm. it's it's really is a form of people pleasing when we have yeah. to, you know, when when somebody says, well, you, you're done and you got to go and and you don't get that opportunity. It's easy to get angry, but it's also easy to then try to defend yourself. And I always tell people when they come and and when we when they come to restoring leaders and they're looking for some help and some encouragement during those hard seasons because that's why we're here, um, that's why I do what I do. Uh, mm-hmm. We want people to realize again that's part of not burning a bridge, um, mm-hmm. and uh, God will defend you. Um, you're His, and uh, and that's His church. And even when they behave badly. Um, you can still leave in a healthy way and protect your own heart so that you don't get more wounds um, or wound someone else. So some good advice, man. I'm going to link that blog post as well in the show notes, um, because I think that'll be good for people. And, and so tell, tell our listeners where they can find your blog. Yeah. So I'm at davidrenault.blogspot.com. 
um, you can see how to spell my last name in the, in the, in the description there. <laughs> uh, and so you, you can check me out there. I'm at, um, David Renault on all the, on the, it used to be the three big socials, but who knows what's going on with Twitter these days. <laughs> and, and I haven't embraced TikTok uh, and call me old. I just haven't done yeah. it. So you can, you can check me out there. Uh, and one of the things I'm going to send you, Tom, is I've taken, uh, I've written four posts about chain, about making this change. This was uh, one's coming out as, as we're recording this, I have another one that's coming out 75 questions to ask before you start that new job. Um, and so that's, cool. uh, so I'm taking all four of those posts and I'm going to put those in one page on my blog. So you can just click there and you can kind of read through the process awesome. of, like, of where I'm thinking through. And then, and the last one is starting well, okay. You're starting at a new church. How do you get started? Well, excellent. Well, we'll link all that. Thank you for doing that. Uh, we'll link that in the show notes. And again, you can always interact with David on, in the, in the kid ministry collective Facebook groups. You can tag him and ask questions um yeah. for sure um and uh, we'd love to help you and so if you need help reach out to him or check out restoring leaders again that's what we do we help people navigate these kind of situations um whether you're going in a healthy way maybe it's not a healthy situation uh, maybe you're wounded in it um or maybe you're still wounded from a past experience um please know that there's a safe place because like you said sometimes you can't go to your leadership, it's not safe to say, uh, I'm, I'm thinking about leaving or I'm tired. I'm worn out. I need a break. Um, and if you need help with that conversation, um, don't go it alone. Um, that's what restoring leaders is here for. That's what David's here for. He'll help you out too. Um, we've been there. Both of us have been there. So man, my brother, it's been good talking to you. Um, and uh, thanks for coming on the, the kid ministry collective. Hey, thanks for the invite. It's always a blast. All right. Well, that's going to wrap up this episode of the Kids Ministry Collective Podcast. Again, uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for subscribing. If you haven't subscribed, make sure you do that on uh, your favorite platform. Uh, let us know if you subscribed. Let us know uh, if you haven't joined the Kid Ministry Collective Facebook group. Make sure you answer all the questions when you uh, enter a request to join. And let us know that you're a podcast listener. We would love to do that. Um, and help you help you out. And again, check out uh, restoringleaders.org if you need some support and encouragement. So that's going to wrap this episode up. Stay tuned for another episode real soon. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Kids Ministry Collective Podcast. We hope that it's helped and encouraged you. If you would support our podcast by continuing to share it with other leaders, and if you haven't already, hey, please subscribe and leave us a review wherever you listen to this podcast. We look forward to hearing from you how this podcast has helped and sharpened your skills in ministries. So let us know on your Facebook page or head over to kmccoach.net and share with us there. And thanks again for listening to the Kid Ministry Collective Podcast.